Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood sub-genres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. can't see the thing behind it. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's alkaline water, red Kool-Aid, a hot cup of tea with honey, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon, or Hennessy, and light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage, and just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up, friends and kin? It's Mimi, resident Auntie Supreme here at Hammy My Purse, the podcast. And today I am sipping on some hot moringa tea with lemon and honey. Why? Because coronavirus, that's why. COVID-19, trying to make sure that my body is ready, my immune system is up and ready to fight off any viruses, particularly the coronavirus, okay? Um, On every show, I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking that day. And I'm going to ask you what you're drinking. And I know you probably find it weird that I'm asking you because you will not respond um, while I'm recording it. But I would like it if you would tell me what you're sipping on under whatever post um, that I post regarding this episode. So if I post a snippet of the episode, tell me what you are sipping on while you're listening to it or while you listen to the show. I would love that. So guys, every episode, I am going to have a segment. I'm kind of walking you through the segments because it's the first episode. So I'm walking you through the segment so you get an understanding of how the show is formatted. Um, There is going to be a segment called Auntie Mimi's Jam. And basically, that is just going to be a song for that show 
uh, that is one of my jams. Okay. And so it's a, it's a playlist that I curated on Spotify that is like generation X heaven. Okay. And so it is a great, like hodgepodge of all different genres of music. But these are all songs that like I love that I remember from childhood, my teenage years, college, well into adulthood. There's going to be a lot of music from the late seventies, the eighties and the nineties are in there heavy. Okay. Eighties and nineties was that is when like I was really introduced to music and I could really like fall in love with music. There may be some music from the sixties, um, probably not a lot, but there will be some there and not too much music from current times, but the eighties and the nineties are kind of dominating the playlist. And so if you go to Spotify, like I said, I curated this playlist. It's called hand me my purse. If you go to Spotify and you search hand me my purse, the podcast of course will come up, but the playlist should come up as well. Um, and I suggest you go over and follow cause I'm always adding to it. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to DM them to me or email them to me and you will find out how to get in contact with me at the end of the show when I give you all of the information that you need. So for this show, uh, my jam is actually not going to be found on the playlist because it's not an actual song. It's like a remix to, um, actually with coronavirus, I'm sure um, you have seen, and if you haven't, I'm probably going to put it in the show notes because I want you to see Cardi B's rants about the government and coronavirus and how like it's got her shook. Um, and there is quite a bit of cursing in it, in, in it, excuse me, but if you can make it past that, you'll be fine. It's really funny. But while it's funny, um, she is really dropping some knowledge over there for us all. And I talked about it and posted it on my Instagram page, which I will tell you how to find that as well at the end of the show. But it is the coronavirus remix to one of Cardi B's rants. And the account can be found on Instagram and on YouTube. And the account is at I M as in Mary, A-R-K-K-E-Y-Z. So it looks like it reads, I mark keys with a Z on Instagram. Um, please go listen to it. It is the best. The visuals that go along with it just really push the fact that black people are geniuses. Okay. Creative geniuses. Like there's no way to get around that. So please, when you get a chance, um, go check it out. And I'm going to play a snippet of it for you right now. All right, now let's get on into this show. So, guys, let's talk coronavirus or COVID-19. I love COVID-19, that term. I don't love the virus, please. Um, First of all, let me just say that somebody said something and was like, you know, you're going to get the virus to me. Don't say that because for my generation, that means something totally different, okay? Saying that you have the virus is saying to me that I have HIV or AIDS. Don't say that to me because in my generation, that is um, how we address, or at least maybe it's a local thing. It could be a local way of saying it, but um, 
Just don't say that to me. Um, either way, all viruses are bad, but don't say that I got the virus. I don't, I'm not a fan of you saying that to me. Um, but let's talk. I want to hit it from a different perspective. I want to talk about how we are coping in the black community amidst this global pandemic. Um, this, I have never experienced anything like this in my life. So I can't even like lie or, you know, say that, oh, this is the same as Mercer or SARS or the swine flu, the bird flu, um, Ebola. Like every two years, there's always something going on. And initially I didn't take it as seriously as I do now um, because each day, like everything just gets more and more aggressive in terms of, you know, what's going on and how they are addressing the situations. I want to check in with my people. I want to see like, how are we coping? Because realistically, a lot of times, you know, I I just feel like if you are black in America, particularly because that's what I am, we are so focused on so many other things that when stuff like this happens, it's almost like we look at it as if it's outside of our realm of existence right but i think the real situation for this is that like this is this is real and we are all really affected even if we are not um getting the virus at rapid rates we ain't at work i tell you that much because i haven't been to work in a minute and I thank God that I'm blessed to have the job that I have, but I just think all I keep thinking about are the people who work in malls because I worked in retail, you know, all through college. And even after college, I always kept a part-time job at a retail store to just have some extra play money. But think about the people who their job full-time is in retail or the doctors, the nurses, like God bless them. And I'm so grateful for them. But just think about the people who can't work. Like, and that, it it makes me really sad. And it's hitting us in a different kind of way. So it's hitting our pockets. Our kids are home from school. Some of y'all parents are forced to be with y'all kids all day, every day. I know that is stressing you guys out for me. I'm an educator, so I'm not going to lie. I miss the kids. I do. I miss them. I'm ready to go back to work. I want to see the kids. But you know what? I think it's good that the parents get to sit home with the kids and see what's really going on. Um, as far as like online with this online learning thing, but I want to get back to how we are coping. So, um, a lot of times I think we don't like take things seriously, but something that has really hit me is something that I saw on the internet the other day, and I'm going to read it to you guys. And it's about trauma. And it hit me because to me, it is totally the black experience in America. So it says why some trauma survivors are feeling calmer during this time. As trauma survivors, we are always on alert for the danger to come. We've been preparing for it our whole lives. So while we are obviously horrified by this, and there is definitely a lot of caution and grief given, given, excuse me, the devastating losses around the world. Now that there's a tangible danger that has arrived that we know the ins and outs of, Our survival skills are kicking in and we feel more prepared than most emotionally wise. In addition, now other people are feeling in a similar way as we do on a daily basis, which cuts through the alienation that we often feel and offers some validation for a reality we live in every day. Though we couldn't 
excuse me, though we wouldn't wish it on anyone. We are all in this together. That said, it shouldn't take a global pandemic or collective trauma for people to develop empathy for others or see their perspective. May there be collective healing on all levels ahead for everyone. And this came from, I want to say it is an Instagram account, um, self-care warrior. I believe that's where it came from. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But I just thought it was awesome. And like, that's pretty much our existence. Like we are so used to like living in a space of trauma and this is not all black people's experience. So if this ain't you, okay, it ain't you sit this one out, sis. But I know for me, I'm a trauma survivor, so I get it. And it's the truth. You are, you are, excuse me, always expecting, you know, something bad to happen. Or you've already experienced so many bad things that it's like, okay, it's a global pandemic, whatever the hell that means. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to the carry out or I'm going on this trip. My life is going to continue. But unfortunately for some people, it's not really going that way, you know? And so for me, the reality is that we might need to just um, sit our asses down for a second. We have to take this seriously. Now, one thing I don't believe in is buying into fear culture because the media will drown you and smother you with fear tactics. You know, I know people who just sit and like watch the news all day. That kind of stuff affects your spirit. So you got to find other ways to get the information that you need and to keep it moving and to take precautionary measures that are healthy and that are smart. One thing I want to say is, you know, as a black woman, I understand when they closed the barbershops and the hair salons, I kind of choked a little bit because I have a hair appointment on this Friday that I won't be able to go to. I need to get my hair cut and I need to get my hair done. I won't be able to do that. I'm concerned because I don't like doing my own hair. But guess what? I got to just you know, take this L because I can't be out in the streets getting my hair done. Don't get your nails done. This one is really killing me because I have a standing nail appointment with my nail tech who I love. Love you, Tiara. But I can't go get my nails done because they said I can't. And when you really think about it, like it's just dangerous because I could have the virus and not know, go get my nails done, infect her. She then in turn infects the people in her house. Then if you know, somebody in her house is still going to work. They could go and infect more people and then we'll be out here like Italy. And we ain't trying to be like that, like on some real shit. We not trying to be like that. Okay. So, you know, do your own nails, sis. Okay. Do your own hair. I'm just going to be, you know, the good thing about me is that I like hats. I have probably over 25 different types of hats. I will just wear hats. Or better yet, if I'm in the house, I'm just going to stay in the house. How about that? You know, this is something that most people did not think about, but I thought about it just based on who I am. What are dope boys doing right now? For you, those of you who don't know what a dope boy is, a dope boy is a drug dealer. Okay. So what are they doing right now? They are not practicing social distancing because if they are practicing social distancing, they're not making money. And if you know, they're not making money, then they don't eat. You know, man don't work, man don't eat. Okay. So I wonder what they're doing. And not only that, I'm pretty sure that their customers or their clientele are definitely not socially distancing themselves from anything because they have an agenda, they are focused and they're trying to get what they need to get to get through their day. So that's just something to think about because those are people that 
um, a lot of times you don't hear anything about them on the news. And because of who I am and my experience in life, and no, I'm not a drug dealer. I've never been a drug dealer child. I'm scared of jail. I don't play those kind of games. Okay. But, you know, I'm an educator in Baltimore City. So I'm going to think about those kind of things because I think about students. I think about parents of students. And just based on my life, period, that is something that I'm going to think about because I've, work in Baltimore city. Like you can't avoid those two humans in Baltimore city, but those are people that I think about. And, you know, I have empathy for them. And while most people won't, because most people will say things like that goes back to that whole judgment thing. You know, I'm not judging them. I'm not, but I might judge the outfits they have on. I might do that. But aside from that, like people aren't going to naturally have empathy for them because they're breaking the law. Or they're, in their minds, they're choosing to do drugs. That's not really how addiction works. And I'm just much more of an empathetic soul than that. And I I, I just, those are just people that I've been thinking about and that um, I'm keeping in mind. People who are not salaried, who, you know, aren't just going to still get paid because they're not at work. Like, this is affecting people and I really just want it to go away. Naturally, how we cope as a people Um, There are some things that we do, um, and I could miss some because I'm no expert. I'm an expert on being black, though. I will say that. Some things that we do naturally, we laugh. We find humor, and we will party and commune. So this is where we struggle because what we do in our community and in our families is naturally we come together in times of crisis and in times of trauma. We find each other, we surround each other with each other so that we can be there for each other and so that we can fix it and work it out, right? This poses an issue for us because we can't really commune because we don't want the heebie-jeebies. And um, music, that's something that always helps us and being creative. Here's the tea. We done found a way around all of this because we black and we magic and that's just what we do. If you are on social media or even if you are not, because my aunt, actually my aunt, is not on social media, but she found out about this. D-Nice, who was a DJ and a hip hop pioneer in the 80s and early 90s, he hosted several days of like parties where he just DJed for hours on Instagram live and he reached well over 100,000 people were in the live uh, recording and he just played all day. He changed his hats up, which I thought was super cute because like I just said, I'm a lover of hats. So he wore different hats. He would change his hat and you could see where he was DJing when it was bright and sunny outside and then it was dark and it was nighttime outside. I think he was going for like nine hours straight, not really taking too many breaks to like really eat. I want to really talk about how self-sacrificing that is because on some real shit, he didn't have to do that. Like really he did not. I saw somebody wrote something like all superheroes don't wear capes. And that's the truth because he came through as I don't need no fucking Superman. He was all the superhero that we needed and not just the black community. Cause I'm sure that there were people from all different races, all different backgrounds. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It was just a big party and it was so cute. It was called the hashtag was like club quarantine, but that's just how we operate. We just make a way out of no way. So while we couldn't commune in the physical sense, we communed the best way that we could 
through social media. And I mean, like people were calling people. So many people were texting me, sending me um, DMs saying, girl, get in this live. He is jamming. Sending me messages with screenshots saying he's playing our song. Get in here. And that is so amazing to me. That for me and not, you know, I'm not. I can say what I want to say, one, because this is my podcast and it's my opinion, but that is godlike because that is sacrificing that he could have laid up on his couch all day, ate um, chicken wings, potato chips, and drank grape soda and watched movies. Or he could have got online and figured out how to make money during this. He's not getting paid for this. He did not get paid for that. And not just him. It's so many DJs. My cousin's boyfriend is a DJ. He... Um, did the same thing for like three hours. He played a set on Facebook Live and somebody else told me that some other DJs did it. I know a, a local DJ, DJ Quicksilver did it. Um, Anthony Hamilton uh, did a live um, concert in his house, fully dressed with no shoes on, okay? You know, I think Erica Badu did it also. I'm not sure if she actually came through, but you know, we find a way to make a way out of no way. It's what we do. It, and, you know, I, I do a lot of going back to slavery, but, like, these are generational blessings. These are things that our ancestors have taught us without us even realizing that they taught us, okay? So I am grateful to all of these celebrities and even if you're not a celebrity, people who are just taking time out of their day to do something kind and just a random act of kindness, a random act of goodness out of the kindness and the goodness of their heart while they are just bunkered down in the house. And I'm praying to God that there's a return on their investment of um, time and faith. And I hope that this comes back and this blesses them tenfold. I really do. And if you missed out on it, you missed a good time. Cause I ain't gonna lie. D nice was jamming, like jamming. And so many people said that they were just dancing in their house, having a good old time. And I mean, that's really what we need right now because you know, it's a dark time globally, which is one of my favorite words to say, apparently, according to my producer Sasson, globally, it's a dark time for us. It is. And I just really believe that um, on the other side of this is nothing but light and goodness and, and joy. And I'm just, I'm excited to see that part because I'm tired of being stuck in the house. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm tired of it. Okay. Overit.com is what I am. So I want to offer some coping methods. Um, most people, I shouldn't say most people because I don't know, but you know, some people already know about doing some of these things, but if you don't, um, and maybe you know about them and you just don't do them. What better time than the present? It's time to get up off your ass and find a way to do something to make you feel better so that you don't fall into a, a, a state of depression or so that you don't go into this dark state that the world is in. You fight through with light. Okay. So the first one I want you to do is to find and or seek laughter. Um, if you stuck in the house, Watch TV shows or listen to podcasts like this one that are funny to you or that bring you joy, that make your makes your spirit feel light. Watch some funny movies. For me, funny movies for me, Anchorman Part 1 is one of my favorite movies. Coming to America is one of my favorite movies. Kings of Comedy is something that will always make me laugh. Or I will just sit and watch Martin reruns all day. I will also watch Two and a Half Men reruns all day. If y'all don't know about Two and a Half Men, y'all got to get with it because let me tell you something. Yes, that is a show. Um, you may see one black, no, I think two people. I saw the Green Mile, the guy, may he rest in peace. I don't know his name. I think it's Michael. Um, 
It is Michael Sasson. Okay, so his name is Michael. I don't know his last name, but may he rest in peace. He was on there as one of the neighbors, and his daughter went to Jake's school. If you don't know Jake, then it's not going to make sense, but not a lot of black people on the show, okay? But the show is hilarious. Another funny show for me is Bob's Burgers. Yes, it is animated. Yes, it is funny. But you got to figure out where to find your joy. Figure it out. Also, thank God for FaceTime. Thank God for technology. Um, so although I'm a Generation Xer, I'm glad we got millennials. I'm glad that they pushed the agenda of technology so hard because I can FaceTime my family all over. I can FaceTime my best friend in Louisiana or my best friend across the city. Like I can talk to whoever I want. I can call people. I can text people. I can find ways to laugh. My cousin, he has four kids. They're really, really cute. I can FaceTime with him. The kids are doing ridiculous things. It's good for me. It makes me feel good about my life, right? Another thing is to seek support. A lot of therapists are still working amidst this pandemic. Um, So while some of them may not be having um, in-face sessions, they are offering teletherapy and video therapy. My therapist, yes, I go to therapy and it is good for everybody that I go to therapy. Not just me, everybody. It is good for everybody on the planet that I go to therapy, okay? My therapist, she's amazing, is offering teletherapy and video therapy. And I have an appointment on Wednesday and I'm excited about it. So seek some support. And this is something that in our community, we don't really do. We're starting to get out of that whole notion that, you know, therapy is for white people um, or I don't need to go therapy. I'm just going to give it to Jesus. Right. Or I'm just going to pray. No, baby. Uh, uh-uh. We got to do more than just pray because I'm not really good at the Bible. It's not really my jam. It's not really what I do. But I know in the Bible and this is what I always say. I don't know where to find it, but I know it's in there. And it says, faith without works is dead. So God wants you to do some work. God can fix anything. We already know that. But you got to do some work. So you, I done had an argument with my grandmother about this before. You got to go to therapy. People got to go to therapy, okay? Go to therapy. Implement the, 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 the methods and the coping strategies that they give you because that's also showing God, hey, God, I'm asking you for this thing, but not only am I asking you for it, but I'm going to do the work that I need to do. So I want you to know that I'm serious about this, right? So seek some support. And even if the support is your pastor or your spiritual advisor or just somebody, just make sure you have a strong support system in place to help you through this time. Another thing is mindfulness techniques and meditation. You can put yoga in this because yoga, you know, although it is a form of exercise, yoga is definitely a mindfulness technique. You know, learning different breathing techniques. As far as meditation is concerned, you can find really good guided meditations. I prefer guided med- meditations. My brain is always going at 157,000 million miles per minute. It's hard to slow my mind down, but I kept trying because I really wanted to get into meditation. I kept trying and now I can do spurts. Maybe like I I have yet to go beyond about, you know, t- between 12 and 15 minutes, but I can do guided meditations and they are really, really awesome. You can find really good ones online. All you got to do is Google guided meditations. Okay. You can find them on YouTube. I'm sure you can find them on iTunes. I am a Spotify premium member. So I have a lot, I have a playlist actually called I heal and I have a lot of really good guided meditations on Spotify. There's a really good podcast called meditation minis that I listen to and they have short, like 10 to 15 minute guided meditations. I listen to it. It's good for me. It works for me. So if you say I can't meditate cause I can't calm my mind, this is a great way for you to start. 
physical recreation. Okay, go outside and get some fresh air. Go for a walk, go for a run, or just go outside and get some sun. Work in your yard, wash your car, or just go stand in the sun. Like that is God's way of smiling at you. Go stand in the sun. Another thing you can do is dance in your house. Look at this girl over here dropping stuff. Sorry, guys. Um, Go stand in the sun. Dance in your house. Turn on some music. See if D-Nice is spinning um, on Instagram. If not, find some music, turn it on, and just dance. Go up and down the steps. Just get your body moving. Get them endorphins moving. Get your adrenaline pumping because not only will that distract you from thinking about gloom and doom, but it's also setting off chemicals in your brain, good chemicals, right? And that's what we want. Um, Another thing is just some self-care. So, Wash your hair, do your hair, do your nails, clip your toenails, brother. Please clip your toenails because they need to be clipped, I'm sure. Um, Take a hot, long bath. Take a hot shower. Um, Use some fancy soap. Just do something to just get your mind off it. And if you have to watch TV um, and the news, just don't oversaturate yourself with the media because it's just too many sources of negative energy. Um, find some, you want, you need positive vibes right now. That's what we need. We need good vibes only. So watch the news for a little bit. If you just need an update, but really you can find an update. Um, the best place to get your information. If you want me to just keep it a stack with you is to, um, get your information from the CDC. Okay. And if you need like local information, I get watching the news just for local information as far as like work is concerned and like closures. But if you are curious about facts, I suggest that you get your information from the CDC. Some people don't know what the CDC is. That is the Center for Disease Control. It is a government agency. They have all the information that you need and you can find them at www.cdc.gov. Again, that is www.cdc.gov. So I want to wrap this up. Um, I'm praying for the world right now. I'm really hoping that this turns around soon because from a very selfish standpoint, I want to get out of the damn house. I'm tired of being in the house. I'm tired of restrictions being put on me saying I can't do this and I can't do that. I want to go to the bar and sit down and have a drink with my friends. I want to get my hair done. I would like to get my nails done. You know, like I want this to be over. And I want to go back to work. Like I miss the kids. I miss my coworkers. I want to see them. I want to laugh with them. I miss my cheerleaders. I know I told you that I coached here. And if I didn't, I coached cheerleading. I miss them. And I'm tired of them texting me every day. I would rather just see them at work. I really would. I just hope that um, everybody is finding a way to find some light in this. And I just want everybody to know that it's going to get better. It's the only thing. It's the only resolve. It can only get better. We just have to be patient and just stick it out and just stay our butts at home. That's really, you know, it. Guys, this is a segment that I entitled Straight Facts, the damn good advice you never knew you needed. And this is basically a segment where, like, I offer advice. So listeners will submit questions you know, about their life, about their friends' lives, or they'll just submit questions that they just may need some advice on. And I will offer my opinion for free. Um, And some of the questions that I get have, that I've gotten, excuse me, have been pretty interesting. So let's get into today's question. 
Today's question is from Denise from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And Denise says, I have a friend who is dating a guy that she isn't really into. He's a nice guy, a college grad, good career, and is looking to settle down and start a family. He is everything she wants on paper, but she's not physically attracted to him. What advice should I give her? Now, different people are going to give you different answers on this, Denise. But I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Stop wasting that man's goddamn time and stop wasting your time. Okay. While some people would say, well, you know, you can learn to be attracted to him and you can learn to love him. I would none of that bullshit because at the end of the day, if I can't, if when I lay down with you, I can't, I'm not attracted to you. When I look at you, that's going to cause problems for me. And you can call me shallow. You can call me, um, say that I am a low rung human being and that I don't, I'm, I don't have any depth and I don't have any morals. I don't really give a damn what you say about me. If I could really be honest with you, because at the end of the day, if I can't look at you and at least be remotely attracted to you or find something that I'm attracted to, that's going to be a problem. Because I can't speak for anybody else, but when I see other men that are attractive, I'm going to really pay attention to the fact that there are other attractive men. And maybe I'm shallow. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I am a Libra and we are, you know, we like beautiful things, you know, but realistically, this has nothing to do with astrology. This is about human nature. I would never want to be attached to someone for life and marriage is serious. Like I take marriage seriously. You make, you make these vows for better, for worse, richer, for poor sickness and in health, you know, and granted anything can happen, you know, like, you know, you could be married to someone as beautiful as Idris Elba or Andre Benjamin. God, they are fine black men and something could happen to them. They could be injured in a fire and dismorphed. I don't know if I used the right word, but if I didn't forgive me, disfigured is what I meant right right not dysmorphed because I'm thinking about body dysmorphia which could tie into it but anyway they could become disfigured right but that is a if and it, as as uh, some of our aunties and uncles have said if if was a fifth we'd all be drunk and if you don't know about that that's because you're probably too young listen if you can't look at him and find something attractive about him unless you are a stone cold um, gold digger and you can you can you can work through that I'm not I don't care about how much money you have I don't care how many college degrees you have I don't care how nice you are at the end of the day I have to be attracted to you in some way and I would not in return I wouldn't want a man to um, be with me who didn't find me attractive in some way I don't want that I want you to look at me and be like god I love her with her cute ass she's so pretty I want that. She's so beautiful. Whatever it is you like to be called. I don't really care about what you like to be called. But I'm just saying I want somebody to look at me and find me physically attractive. Because before we are anything else, before we are college graduates, before we are nice people, we are humans. And humans are very physical, you know. And so I just would say, like, stop wasting his time. Because also, aside from, you know, the the, the selfish standpoint, like, I don't want to be with somebody that I'm not physically attracted to. I think it's mean to do that to people. I think it's hurtful. It's not very kind um, if you are not attracted to them and you are just with them because they're good on paper. Because it's paper. It, it's stuff. It's things. You know, him being nice him being kind is the best thing that you mentioned. Who cares about all that other stuff? It doesn't matter. And that's just my thought. What do you guys think? 
I would love to hear what you guys think. Please tell me. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to tell me in just a few seconds. This is a segment that I call We Got to Do Better. And in this segment, I'm going to share affirmations, words of encouragement, and just all around positive energy by any means necessary. So that could come to you by way of quotes. It could come to you by way of song lyrics. It could come to you, um, in, by, like I said, by any means necessary. So however I got to get some positive vibes out, I will. I just think it's a great way to close and end the show on a positive note, especially a show um, with the topics like with the topic I was trying to say with a topic such as this because um, it's kind of um, heavy. Um, and I have if you're not really into affirmations or you think they're bogus or you don't understand them, I have a quote about affirmations um, just to kind of explain this. And I really love this quote um, to just kind of break down what they are. It says, affirmations are statements going beyond the reality of the present into the creation of the future through the words you use in the now. And that is by Louise L. Hay. I love that quote to explain what affirmations are. Today's affirmation and or good vibe quote or whatever you want to call it comes from Marian Anderson, um, the beautiful songstress, um, that we call ours uh, in black America. And she said, I thought it was perfect for today. Um, she said, fear is a disease that eats away logic and makes man inhuman. And I just want you guys to just think about that, just sit in it. And if you look at um, all the crazy shit that people have been doing over the past like few weeks, like fighting in Walmart over toilet paper, and like buying up all of the hand sanitizer. Like I get that it's a survival tactic and people's fight or flight is kicking in, but like it has totally destroyed their logic and people are acting like psychos, like savage psychos. That's what they're acting like. And I just want us to get back to just being humans and just like, we got to let all this go while we do have to protect ourselves. I get that. We just have to like let this whole fear driven energy that we have go and just get back to being like our whole self. Beautiful, beautiful. So I want to just say thank you to all of you guys for tuning in. This is my first episode, uh, my first full episode. Um, if you listen to the trailer, thank you. Thank all of you. But I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I want to thank God for just giving me life. Like, I don't really have to take that far. You know, some people take it real far. And they say, I want to thank God for this and this and this and this and this. And while you should be thankful and grateful for all those things, I'm going to just keep it real simple. I thank God for giving me life, giving me breath in my body, and giving me a voice so that I could do this. How about that? Um, I want to thank my producer, Sasson. Anderson. Isn't that a slick name? It's not like Sassoon, it's Sasson. Reminds me of Saffron, but it's not Saffron, it's Sasson. Anyway, Sasson Anderson, it's a fancy name. She's a fancy dame. I want to thank my family, my friends, my supporters, my listeners. Without you guys, I wouldn't have anything because, you know, who would be listening to me? Just me and Sasson, and that's not really going to get me far in life. 
Um, and I just can't wait until next time. Um, tune in next time. I'm, uh, I'm hoping that you are engaged and intrigued. If I could, I would like you to, I would like to, excuse me, ask you to stop before you exit out of whatever the medium is you are choosing to listen to this podcast on today. I want you to subscribe and or follow if you can. And on most platforms, that is a, that is a, an option, excuse me. So I want you to subscribe and or follow. And then I want you to go over to Instagram and follow me at hand me my purse underscore podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at H M M P like hand me my purse, but just the abbreviations H M M P underscore podcast. And on Facebook, just search for hand me my purse podcast. And if you listen on Apple podcasts, please subscribe, rate and review. I would really appreciate it. If you want to give me five stars. Great. If you don't, don't, but I would appreciate it if you did. How about that? Um, show notes are going to be available at www.handmemypurse.com. That is where I want you to submit your questions for straight facts. Um, I would also love if you guys would send me photos or pictures of your aunties, stories about your aunties, even if there's no photo associated with it, quotes from your aunties or just memories about your favorite auntie or your not so favorite auntie, because we all got an auntie that, you know, we don't really like that much, but she's still important in the grand scheme of life. I want you to send that to hello at handmemypurse.com or send me a DM, which is direct message for those of you who don't know what that is in 2020, um, on Instagram. Again, I want to thank you so much for your time. You know, people don't stop and thank people enough for just their time. I thank you for your time because that's an investment because you can't get that back. I, I thank you for your energy and I just can't wait until next time. I appreciate you and I really want to hear from you. Please join the community. Help me build it. Share it. Share this. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Put the word out if you enjoyed it. If you hated it, don't. Don't tell anybody if you hated it. Or actually, if you hated it, do tell somebody, okay? I don't really care. Just get them to listen because you might not like it, but they may like it. And if you do like it, you can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered. On those days, again, the 1st and 15th of every month on your podcast streaming services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer for my international friends and kin, and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening. And I'm out this bitch. girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz this time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.